Welcome to the Goddess Journals. I'm your host, Maggie Pugh, tarot reader, spiritual coach, past life regression practitioner, and your personal spiritual hype girl. I'm here to help you break down your walls and practice the radical vulnerability you need to get to know your soul at its very core. This podcast will give you the guidance to change your fear into power and take those first steps on your ultimate journey to soul transformation. So take a deep breath and let's get mystical. Hello, my little angel babies. Welcome back to another episode of the Goddess Journals with me, your host, Maggie Pugh. And today we're going to be talking about something that I brought up in my very first episode of this podcast, in the introduction episode. So if you want, if you haven't listened to that yet, feel free to go back, but you're not really going to miss out on anything in the conversation today if you haven't listened to it. So don't worry. But what I wanted to talk about today was this idea of radical vulnerability especially how it works with spirituality, with spiritual practices such as tarot, which is a practice I use radical vulnerability in a lot with myself and my clients, and also how it works in tandem with the idea of radical honesty and radical authenticity. I really think that being vulnerable and practicing this radical vulnerability is at the very root of authenticity and honesty and becoming a version of yourself that you truly feel at home with. To start off, let's just talk about what is radical vulnerability and what I personally mean by that. So for me, it's many things. It's a very, very widespread term. But the first step for me anyways with radical vulnerability is having the courage to actually be vulnerable with yourself. And I think this is a really important step because if you can't allow yourself to be vulnerable with you and admit, you know, these feelings that you're having, admit when maybe you've done something wrong, admit when something hasn't gone to plan, whatever it is, if you can't do that with yourself, it's going to be really hard to show up that way for your family, your friends, your community your clients, if you're a coach, just anyone in your life, right? And it's going to be very, very hard to even portray yourself as this authentic person, authentic character, really powerful and trustworthy coach or person or friend in other people's minds if they don't feel like you're being vulnerable. Because a lot of the time, if you're not being vulnerable, it's seen as not being honest because you are hiding something, which you are. If you're not being vulnerable, you are hiding parts of yourself. It could be out of self-protection, but you're hiding parts of yourself nonetheless. So today, let's go through a step-by-step process of how to start to tap into and cultivate this radical vulnerability. And I'm going to start from the very, very beginning so that if this is something you really feel like you need to tap into or even just something you need to work on, you can start from the beginning to get the best results possible. Now, the very first step that I urge you to take is just to ask yourself this one simple question. Am I allowing myself the time, space, 
and energy to feel my feelings. And now this may seem kind of silly, especially if you're an emotional person like me. I am a very emotional person. And I would say, you know, yeah, I am feeling, giving myself time to feel my emotions. I feel so much all the time. However, just because you have emotions or you are emotional does not mean that you actually give yourself the space to feel them. A lot of the time, the reasons that we are so emotional or the reasons that we feel things to the extreme or we feel things for so long is because we really aren't giving ourselves the time to feel them and therefore we're prolonging that feeling of sadness, of happiness, of excitement, of worry, of anxiety. And so the first step to really starting to get radically vulnerable with yourself is to give yourself the time and space to truly feel what you are feeling without trying to mask it or move on from it to the next thing or distract yourself or, you know, even sometimes we're really, really happy. We want to take a picture of the moment. You know, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. So we are trying to capture that moment for others before we actually feel it, truly feel it for ourselves. And then sometimes we have created coping mechanisms to deal with these feelings so that we don't have to feel them fully, which, you know, I'm not saying get rid of your coping strategies for anxiety, for mental health issues. I also have anxiety and I also have coping mechanisms so that I don't spiral out of control or so that I don't go, you know, into the deep of my anxiety and really get paralyzed by it. However, sometimes we get so defensive when it comes to our anxieties, when it comes to mental health problems. We have learned to be on the defensive because we know how bad it can get, that we don't even allow ourselves to feel it for a moment. Or we're allowing ourselves to feel it, but we're not actually understanding it in order to move forwards with it and in order to understand your feelings you first have to be vulnerable enough to feel them that's as simple as it is really in order to understand your emotions so that you can move through them you have to have the courage and give yourself the space to feel now, I still use coping mechanisms for my anxiety, like I said, so that it doesn't spiral. However, I allow myself to actually acknowledge when I'm feeling anxious and acknowledge what is going on and allow myself to feel a little anxious about that for a moment so I can fully realize how it is that I need to move forward rather than feeling the anxiety and then immediately trying to distract myself from it or do something to, you know, make it better because it's not going to make it better if it's just festering under the surface. And this being said, I don't want you to take this radical vulnerability as a cure for anxiety. I am not a therapist. I am not a mental health professional. This is just what I have found helps me, yes, with my mental health, but also to grow as a spiritual person. So I would really advise you trying this out and seeing if it works for you, but if you really need the help also to reach out to a medical professional, therapist, or whoever it is to get the help you need. And if you need help with that, I do have a list of registered therapists and certified therapists who are also very spiritual in their nature 
So if that is something that you are looking for, please, please, please do not hesitate to reach out to me for that. Now, that being said, let's move forward with this idea of radical vulnerability. So your first step is to just allow yourself to feel your feelings. Ask yourself where you have been building up coping mechanisms, building up walls, or which emotion when it comes up do you quickly try to move on from or distract yourself? And sometimes these are the bad emotions, but sometimes they're also the happy ones. Do you have to, like I said, capture the moment? Do you need to immediately tell someone when something amazing happens? Or maybe when you reach a goal or have an achievement, you're on to the next thing ready to be even bigger and better than before, rather than actually feeling the weight and the excitement and the true feelings of your accomplishments. So just go over moments of your life and see if there's any moments that you are holding yourself back from allowing yourself the time to feel and start to see what steps you can take to give yourself the time and space to actually feel what it is that you are feeling. And it may be difficult. It seems simple, yes, but it may be difficult because you've probably been in this pattern of cutting yourself off from these emotions for so long that you're going to have to actively allow yourself to feel. You're going to have to actively allow yourself to relish in your accomplishments, to soak in that beautiful moment, and to allow yourself the time and space to cry it out or feel upset or feel frustrated. But it's so important because step two of cultivating this radical vulnerability is starting to take some time in your life to understand your emotions and meeting yourself with an understanding so that you can move forward in a way that is the most emotionally healthy for you. And this is the step that's going to take a little bit more effort because you're actually going to have to start to make some sort of journaling routine or self-reflection routine in order to begin to fully understand yourself and your emotions, right? You're going to have to put that time aside to ask yourself, A, how was I feeling today? B, did I stop myself from feeling any emotions? You know, always keeping track of that first step and see why did these emotions arise for me. And this is where you're going to really start to be radically vulnerable with yourself and step into that radical honesty. If you are anxious, make sure you're getting to that root of anxiety. If you are upset or frustrated, make sure you're getting to that root of why you are frustrated or upset. And same with the happiness. Why truly were you happy? Were you happy because you made money? Or were you happy because you made money that would give you the stability to live the life that you want. You know what I'm saying? And this is where that heavier spiritual work comes in, because this journaling is going to be a form of shadow work, because sometimes these emotions bring up an uglier side of ourselves that we're not really that proud of, and that's probably why we've been trying to suppress or hide these emotions from ourselves and others. You know, maybe you're resentful of somebody for having a successful business. Or maybe you are angry with yourself for not keeping up with your routines. Or maybe you're disappointed by a friend or a partner for not meeting your expectations. And these aren't always feelings we want to feel because they're kind of ugly. They're kind of upsetting. 
and they don't always paint us in the best light. You're not always going to be able to tell yourself that you're this great moral person if you're jealous of somebody else's success. But I'm just here to tell you that those feelings are okay and those feelings are valid and they don't make you a bad person or they don't make you someone who is not worthy of the transformation, change, and goals that you have set out for yourself. Actually, this shadow work can be the most transforming because it will point out to you where you are feeling lack in your life and where you are feeling good and you need to lean into it. You know, it shows you what needs to change and where that change actually lies when you start to actively look at your emotions and at your feelings and your responses to the world around you. It's going to actively show you what your soul path and your aligned path is, which is so important. And that's the reason most of us do this work, right? Is to have a better understanding of ourselves so we can start heading down a path that makes us feel good in order to become a version of ourselves that makes us feel whole and makes us feel better. So by doing this work of starting to be radically vulnerable with yourself, you can start to really meet yourself with an understanding of why you react the way you do, why you act the way you do, why you make the decisions that you do, because you'll start to understand where the triggers lay. And this is going to help you lean into that transformation of becoming who you want to be. And that's so amazing. And that is so, so cool. So those are my first two steps to really begin to cultivate this radical vulnerability with yourself. And that's just the basic layer, right? Once you start to practice vulnerability with yourself, it's important that you then start to practice it with others too. But I think I'm going to save that for another podcast episode because I really would love you to just focus on these first steps to start to cultivate it yourself before you start to try and cultivate it with others. Because if you try and just jump right in too fast to cultivating it with the world around you, it's a lot easier for someone to respond in a negative way, which will happen. You'll never avoid that happening, but you'll be able to respond to it better if you have that unshakable foundation that you've built for yourself right? You won't immediately fall back and think, oh, why did I do this? Now I'm just hurt and upset and I'm mad at myself for putting myself out there. You'll say, well, that's a reflection of them because I know that my feelings are valid. So you want to build that, that foundation. So now that we've talked about how to cultivate radical vulnerability on a basic level, I really want to talk about radical vulnerability when it comes to spiritual practices because it takes a lot you know, in spiritual practices, we're relying on external energy that we can't see or fully understand. We just need to be taking those leaps of faith. You just need to have faith that what you believe in is there and it will be there to catch you and move you forwards because there's no concrete evidence. And that's really what spirituality is all about. So as you begin to create this radical vulnerability and honesty It'll allow you to be honest with yourself about what you believe in and what you can have faith in, but also have the vulnerability to really trust those external energies, whether that be your guides, the angel, the universe, God, whatever you believe that external energy to be. 
this radical vulnerability will allow you to then be vulnerable with the universe and therefore trust it more and so much more will come from it because you believe that what you put out to the universe, to God, is even more powerful and that energy will return because you're taking those leaps of faith. So it can actually help to strengthen your spiritual practice and strengthen how you see other spiritual practices. A big one for me is tarot and oracle. A lot of skeptics, a lot of people who come to me who are very skeptical about it, don't trust tarot because they don't trust themselves enough. And what I mean by this is I say to everyone, yes, I believe in external energies. I believe that I am co-creating with the universe when I am doing tarot readings with people. I'm co-creating with their guides, the universe. I'm bringing messages through. However, if you don't believe in all of that, you can still get so much from practicing tarot. You don't need to believe in all of this spiritual stuff in order to benefit from a tarot reading or pulling tarot cards yourself. You could be a complete atheist and still benefit from tarot readings. It's because even if you don't believe that something magical or fated is happening within the tarot practice, it is still amazing self-reflection nonetheless. Tarot brings reflection and self-reflection to the next level because you are reading into the imagery of the card as it pertains to your life. So, you know, if I pull a card and I'm explaining it to someone who's a skeptic and they're feeling these feelings, you know, these emotions are being brought up, they're going to say, oh, you just said that because of this, or that could be said for anybody. And they close off those emotions that Tara brings up. And I say to them, you don't have to believe that it's magic. You just have to believe what it has brought up in you has been brought up in you for a reason because you have been denying it and it's at the front of your subconscious mind. But because skeptics often don't have that trust in themselves and that vulnerability in their own emotions, they would rather poke holes in the practice than actually look at themselves that deeply. And they would rather just write it off as crazy, as, oh, they just think it's magic. Well, no, I think it confirms my beliefs and I use it as a conductor and tool to further my beliefs, but I also think it furthers my connection with myself because that's what spirituality is. It's furthering that connection with who you are and who you want to be and who you want to become. So that's why sometimes a practice such as tarot can really help to push you down a path towards greater radical vulnerability and radical honesty because you could pull any card in the deck and you are going to, for me, I believe the universe is bringing up what I need to look into, but that card is going to bring something forward in your subconscious mind and force you to face it, even if it's on a smaller level. And if you're doing this with the intention that you are going to dive deep into whatever that card presents to you, you are going to continue to cultivate that awareness of your emotions and that awareness of yourself. So I have a few journal questions for you to go off and do when it comes to starting to be really radically vulnerable and radically honest with yourself. And then I thought I would end it off with a card pull, a communal card pull for you. And I will explain to you what this card represents. And I will put a picture of the card as well in the Instagram post about today's episode. If you 
you know, want to look at the energy and see if that brings anything up. So the journal questions I'm going to go over with you right now are really just to set you up to get into that vulnerable and honest state. I would recommend returning to them multiple times, especially at the beginning or the end of a journaling session to make sure that you really do go that deeper layer of vulnerability and understanding of yourself. But here they are. I am scared to admit that and then fill in the rest. I am embarrassed to admit that. And then finally, if I wasn't afraid, I would. So I would encourage you to do those questions and then look at the card I'm about to pull and see what comes up for you after getting yourself into that vulnerable place. And so the card I pulled for you today is the Queen of Pentacles. Now, queen energy in tarot is that very, very divine feminine. It's about flowing with what feels good and what feels natural. About the paths of least resistance and about sitting back and allowing things to be brought to you rather than chasing them. And now because this is the queen of pentacles, it does surround this idea of abundance. So ask yourself, Where am I pushing against my natural abundance? Where am I moving too fast in life that I don't notice the abundance that is naturally given to me? And where in life am I pushing too hard for abundance when I could take a different path of least resistance instead? And just from these questions and from my description my brief description of the card, start to see if there's areas where you can start to be a little bit more honest and vulnerable with yourself about what it is that the universe, that this card, that your subconscious wants you to reflect on as a result of tuning into this podcast today. And if you want to get that extra bit of erratically vulnerable, share Go back to the post about today's podcast and share what it is that you're being vulnerable about, what it is that you needed to hear from today's episode, and what it is that you took away that's going to allow you to fully dive into your own emotions and your own self even more. I would love to hear. I would love to hear about it so much. And if you really found today powerful, I would really, really love if you guys could rate the podcast on Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify, or wherever it is that you are listening to this. It would mean so much if you could rate this podcast five stars, because I am just starting out, and it helps bring the podcast to more people. And if you thought of anybody, if there's anyone you know who maybe this would help them or resonate with them, send it along, share it on your stories. It would mean the absolute world to me. And if you enjoyed today's episode, especially the end with the tarot reading, if you're not already, please go follow me over on Instagram. I do weekly free one card pull readings that you can just get a quick hit of guidance. Or if you're really feeling called and you're really ready to step into this big space of self-reflection, understanding, and spiritual transformation, I'll leave a link down in the show notes to book a one-hour reading with me where you get one-to-one 
full hour, sometimes I go a little over, (laughs) um, full hour just with me diving into all of your problems, your blocks, wherever it is that you're looking for a little bit of guidance, we can start to match your energy with the moon, with the zodiacs, with the external energies of the world. We can look into past lives. Whatever it is that you are looking for, we can dive into with this one-to-one reading. So if that's something that you're really feeling called to, I would absolutely love to connect with you, absolutely love to read for you, and I'll leave that link down in the show notes. Thank you so much again for listening to my podcast. It's a dream that I get to do this, and I appreciate you so, so, so much for tuning in and listening to what I have to say and what I have to share because teaching, especially in this format, really, I believe, is my calling, and I adore it. So thank you so, so much, and I'll talk with you soon. Thank you.